0: Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Brian Tu, CIO at Greater Hudson Valley Health System. In this segment, Tu talks about why he decided to wait a year before establishing an IT strategic committee, how his team moved away from the squeaky wheel mentality and created better processes for prioritization, and the advantages in walking into an organization where there's been a lot of turnover. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. In building this team, I imagine that it was interesting because there was really so much that needed to happen right away. So. Um, what was the, the strategy there just as far as get the right people in place and then, like, let's focus on um, optimizing the EHR? Or how, how did that kind of go?
1: So at first, one of the things that that I have to focus on every day is managing expectations. Yeah. And really that's that was key here because, you know, I, I didn't want to meet with the physician committees or anything until I was ready to be able to deliver and be able to meet their, their needs. Right. And so I kind of put – on hold a lot of the governance piece of my job, just so that I can build that, build a team, and and just do you know the the basic blocking and tackling that an IT department has to has to do. We really didn't have any type of standards or processes when it when it comes to incident management and change management, and so we brought in some idle standards. And those are the things that I was focusing on really for the first year before I started to develop the physician advisory committees, uh, the IT steering committees, um, and and all the other work groups. The work groups existed before I arrived, and they continued, and we actually added on them. Um, But as far as the strategic um, committees, I really put those on hold for a year until we actually had the team in place. We had our vision and our mission, and um, then we started meeting, and we were able to, you know, deliver. When we meet with a group of physicians and have a list of ten things that needs to get done, um, we're able to do those ten things.
0: Okay, and and you, and you talked about like, idle standards. Can you give an example of that?
1: Well, we we weren't really tracking um, how many calls we were getting, um, how many tickets were being created. There wasn't a formalized service level agreement with the organization, which we did implement, which basically says, you know, if based on the urgency and the impact of your issue, you know, we're going to fix this within, you know, four hours or eight hours or whatever the service level agreement is for that issue. We, we really didn't even have the basic things in place. And so collectively with the team, Uh, We sat down and and we uh, created a formalized agreement with uh, all the the organizations within the GHVHS umbrella, and uh, we published that agreement. We created a dashboard, which gets updated monthly. Um, We're in the process of switching that to real-time data so that we're being transparent about the service that, that we're performing.
0: Okay, so it was really putting some processes into place in addition to building the team and really getting to a more stabilized place before you could could go forward with uh, too many uh, new strategies.
1: Right. and Well, you know, the organization still has expectations, and so, you know, the the lights still have to stay on. Um, A good example is the unscheduled downtimes, or really uh, we weren't tracking that, but they were happening weekly. Um, not necessarily within EPIC, but, you know, there's, there's 150 other applications that we have, and we have, you know, different uh, locations. And so, throughout the system, every week, something was down at, at, at a given moment. And so, we started tracking that and putting attention on that, and we've upgraded uh, the network, just about the entire network at, at Catskill Regional, at, at all the sites in Sullivan County. And so there are still the basic things that we had to do uh, that if we didn't do all we would be doing is putting out fires and so the the important things that that needed to get done the standardization of our approach um, we were doing a lot of rework and so all of that takes time and so we really had to focus and holding those things in check but at the same time We still had the work groups that were meeting with uh, the different areas within uh, the patient care setting, and and there were requests coming in constantly, and we we still had to optimize and and get EPIC to a place that it needs to be at.
0: Right. I imagine that that was a um, challenge as far as as prioritizing. Um, Like you said, you have to keep the lights on, you have to keep everything going, but then once you did figure out some of the things that, that you wanted to do, uh, w- was prioritization a, a challenge, and how did you kind of approach that? Just once you did have a little bit more stability, what did you want to uh, get to first?
1: Right. We really didn't have a formalized approach that we have now. So, it was, it, you know, I don't want to say it was the squeaky wheel, but, you know, obviously when the senior leadership, uh, when we met and, and the initiatives that they had, those things took priority. Uh, You know, there's always patient care things that pop up that need to be addressed immediately. If you were to ask my staff what was the biggest issue, you know, two years ago, they would tell you that it was prioritization of of projects that they had in their queue. And so um, we really deferred to them for the first 10 months or so of prioritizing the initiatives that they had and the projects that they had. Once the leadership was in place, and we would, um, you know, have our daily huddles that helped that process. We're we're now looking in other areas of, of leveraging agile and other methodologies to help improve that. But prioritization was was a was a huge concern, that uh, issue for them simply because. You know there's there's only so many hours in the day, there's always more work than you have resources. But since then, you know once we've implemented you know the 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 governance piece of it, you know we have uh, you know, the clinical transformation committee, which will help prioritize these these tasks, these initiatives that that come up and it, it, it affords everybody an opportunity to, to kind of weigh in on what is the priority for the organization. So once the government governance was in place, it really helped with, with some of the prioritization issues that we were having.
0: Okay. And you mentioned being the third CIO in three years, and I, I can imagine that when you're walking into a situation like that, th- there are going to be, I almost want to say trust issues, the stability really isn't there, so um, did it take some time to kind of get people to, to buy in with, with what you wanted to do? Like, how how did you approach that?
1: To me, I, I think there's advantages to that as well, whereas, you know, the the senior leadership, if you're the third CIO in three years, your boss and the other senior leadership team, they're going to make sure you're successful. So yeah. automatically out of the gate, you know, they've gone through the pain of no leadership within that department that is so interwoven to to what they do day to, day in and day out that you know they're going to do whatever that it takes to make you successful. So from from a senior leadership perspective, um, I knew that I had that support. As far as you know, the people that that we that we support and serve throughout the the organization, um, you know, we had to basically do what what we said we were going to do. If, it didn't matter what I was telling them, that the printer that they print it to every day jams and they have to call the help desk, you know, they're not going to listen to what I say. So I, I had to fix all of those things first just to get what I would call street credit throughout the, the organization. And then once, once we did that, um, and again, the, the original core group already had that street credit. So, you know, they just needed more people, more resources. So I think right out of the gate, I had all the support I needed.
0: You talked about that, that group that had been in place through the turnover and um, maybe some of the other the previous CIOs or, or other leaders either thinking that maybe they were part of the issue. And, and was that something where you had to kind of like handle that carefully just as far as uh, – you know, assessing how their talents and then just kind of letting them know that they are doing good work and how did did that go? Well, there
1: there was a lot of that where they kind of felt underappreciated. Yeah. And um, when I arrived, there were people that had just resigned a few days before I arrived. So morale was down. So, you know, I had to give them some sense of focus on, you know, this is my approach. Here's the direction we're going to take. Here's the plan. And I was fully engaging them through the process, making sure that they were buying in to the vision. You know, after I had the leadership and the staff here, I kind of pulled everybody in and I said, you know, I want to get stage seven and most wired next year. And some of them were were excited about it and others kind of looked at me like I just hit them in the chest. Right and um, and I kind of explained why um I wanted to do it, and then really, I wanted to do it for the core group. I wanted the organization to see that um despite the um disruption and and leadership that we're fortunate to have uh, the team that we have, and um so we we were able to do that last month with state seven and this month with um most wired. Uh, we were able to accomplish that in in really 12 months, you know, yeah. after the, the plan to do it. So, so this is a, a good core group. They they did feel um, underappreciated and they did feel somewhat downtrodden. That being said, um, once we got the leaders in place, once we uh, they they kind of bought in on the vision, and they they saw uh, my leadership style. Um, things just continue to, to grow from there.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com podcast.